I speak to you in the name of our one God, our creator, redeemer, and sustainer. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Johnny Cash. Seriously. Cash sang his faith. Not always, of course, because he sang more conventional love songs like Ring of Fire. He sang silly songs like Dirty Old Egg Sucking Dog. And he sang rockabilly like Get Rhythm. He set out to be a gospel singer after his older brother, who was going to be a pastor, died tragically in a farming accident. Cash was 12 and took his brother's death very hard, and he vowed to be like him making a career of his faith for Cash as a gospel singer. And Cash knew loads of gospel songs because he and his family sang them. Two favorites were All Fly Away and I'm Bound for the Promised Land. They sang these songs while picking cotton as poor farmers in Arkansas during the 1930s and 40s. But Cash didn't become a gospel singer per se. Rather, he sang the gospel. In Richard Beck's book about cash and his faith called Trains, Jesus, and Murder, and it was all I could do not to bring a copy of the book and hold it up to you in homage for Father, Father Sammy, <laughs> we learn that many of Cash's songs from his long career were overtly and sneakily about God and God's relationship with humanity. Cash sang songs about redemption. He sang solidarity with the hurting. He sang lament. He sang kindness as a virtue. He sang God's love into being. Now, if I had to pick one gospel from our Bible that lines up with Cash's faith, I would pick the Gospel of Luke. And if I had to pick one text in the Gospel of Luke, I would pick the Beatitudes from today's reading. Today's text is from Jesus' Sermon on the Plain, and Jesus preaches a series of blessings and woes. This text comes right after Jesus has spent the night on the mountain in prayer to God. At daybreak, he identifies the 12 disciples who will be his named apostles. He descends from the mountain to the plain, standing before all his disciples, and the crowd there for healing. And he heals those who come to be healed in body and mind. And with this as the backdrop, he speaks. And his words have power and authority. Jesus has just been with God. He's chosen his key followers. He's come down to the human level. And he's healed the sick and banished the unclean spirits. His words have power. And with these words, Jesus does something that no one else in the religious or political establishment is doing at this time. Jesus sees, hears, and loves those who are poor, hungry, and weeping. And he speaks to them and to their plight. He acknowledges them and the reality of what they're facing in the moment. The rest of the world dismisses them, and Jesus loves them. In this, Jesus shows them what God's love looks like. 
It looks like God's blessing. They and some of us know what it's like to have nothing, nothing at all but God. And so Jesus makes it real that God's love will bring an end to the poverty, the hunger, and the weeping. This is raw. This is unvarnished because this is what life is like for so many. Jesus doesn't stop there. He goes on to tell us what Mary told us in the Magnificat, but not as nicely. A reversal is here. It is not just coming, but it is here. And Jesus does this by adding these woes for those who are rich and full and laughing. And the woes are a wake-up call to those of us who have resources and food and joy in our lives. They are not a summary of Luke's or Jesus' whole message, but a rejection of human mores in favor of God's mores. They are a call to action. Jesus is speaking to all his disciples at this point, telling them that the Christian life is this. It is not one of complacency and self-satisfaction. No. And so those woes, they're a call to the disciples to wake up. Call to us as well for solidarity with those in need. And into this call walks Johnny Cash. The gospel according to Johnny Cash is a lot like the gospel according to Luke. Luke tells us how Jesus lived in solidarity with those outcasts from established society. He was poor and unhoused. He dined with sinners and those who were persecuted for their faith like the Samaritans. He met with the tax collectors who were despised. He made time for those who were blind and sick. Even more so, Jesus died on the cross in solidarity with all of us for our sin. Jesus sees the world through the eyes of those who are hard up and victims in our society. The Beatitudes, like much of this gospel, express that solidarity. Likewise, Johnny Cash sang a gospel rooted in solidarity and the cross of Jesus as the ultimate act of solidarity. His first concept album, Bitter Tears, identified with the plight of Native Americans, including a song about one of the soldiers who raised the flag at Iwo Jima, but returned home to his tribe's reservation and it ended up drinking and dying a lonely death from alcohol. There's another song about the tyranny of the boarding schools set up by the U.S. government to anglicize the native children. And these songs aren't exercises in recounting hardships. They are vehicles for sharing in the hardship. In his second concept album, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, Cash sings about issues of poverty, working-class struggles, and race. Through the words of his songs, he gives dignity to those who struggle to make ends meet, whose crops are failing, whose kids are sick, and who are shamed of begging. He gives voice to the emotional despair and the hard choices that those in poverty face. And of course, another album, one you probably know well, Folsom Prison Blues, was and is a social statement on behalf of the disenfranchised in prison. In large measure, the album speaks of what happens after the door, prison doors close, that feeling of being stuck and alienated, and the feeling of regret for what has happened. 
The album also includes songs that are cries of lament about the prison industry and the degrading conditions inside prison. And as you may know, Cash visited and sang in prisons. Over 30 visits in all, all uncompensated, surely good press, but yet these were acts of ministry for him. He didn't sing about the prisoners he'd never met. He sang about real people and for real people. And if you've ever listened to the recordings of Cash singing in San Quentin, you will hear the reaction of the prisoners. Cash has given them something no one else was doing or cared to do. He gave them back their dignity. They feel seen, they feel heard, they feel loved and blessed. Cash also wrote songs that were more like the woes in today's gospel. We will hear one later. It's pointed in its way called, What on Earth Will You Do for Heaven's Sake? It's a good question. Cash made clear this song is not preaching to his audience, but to himself. He was singing the song to wake himself up from complacency, to be a better disciple, and to bring him closer to a life of living in solidarity with those whom Jesus blesses in Luke's Beatitudes. Maybe this song will also be a wake-up call for you. It certainly is for me. To jolt me out of the complacency of my comforts, to renew my commitment to discipleship as creating dignity for those shunned by society, and to renew my commitment to show God's love to those who think God possibly can't possibly love them. It's a question I ask myself, what would I do on earth for heaven's sake? Now, so many of you have heard this wake-up call already. You are doing so much for others, both in your work and in your home lives and in your participation at this church. We have an incredibly dedicated team of volunteers for our Room in the Inn ministry. Many were here last night. We have people working on racial justice issues. We have folks volunteering at the branch even yesterday, and shower up. Those go each month. And this is just what I know about, and there's so much more you all do. And I am so grateful for the ways in which you are creating and living into solidarity with those in need and who are suffering. And yet, there is more to do. So I'm also grateful that you and we together seek to do more, to love more, to create more solidarity, to do more here on earth, for heaven's sake. Because we make God's love real when we speak and act before one another in love. One of my favorite lines in this book about Cash is this. The music of Johnny Cash is a sacrament that makes the love of God believable, a visible sign of an invisible reality for the broken and beaten down. May our lives at St. Bartholomew's and our lives in the wider world be a sacrament as well, to give people the power to comprehend just how deep and wide God's love is for them. Amen. <laughs>